0: Praise the Lord, everyone. I hope that you are able to enjoy not only the blessings of the Lord today, but that you're enjoying a little bit of peace in your family right now. I am so thankful to be able to come to you tonight. We had some issues this afternoon late. Uh, The area lost all Internet access, and we were scrambling, Brother Chad, Brother Andrew, They did a marvelous job of being able to even get us up and online. Uh, I just have news for you. If the next time you see me, I am bald, you will know why. Uh, It has been one interesting day. But we're glad to share a few moments with you tonight. I'm not used to this any more than you are, but I am thankful that we have a means of communicating and staying in touch. And I pray that you will join us uh, every service. Also join us on Facebook Live. We'll be doing a live inspirational thought uh, daily around noon. Uh, If you're on Facebook, it'll send you a notice. But join us, share it with your friends if it encourages you. Uh, We love all of you and sure look forward to the time when we can get back together. The Lord has uh, been talking to me as he has, I'm sure, talked to you over the last few days and been digging through the word of the Lord. And I'm going to share with you something the Lord brought uh, ministry to my spirit uh, in a few days ago. It's found in the book of Romans, and I'm not going to read it yet, but we're going to kind of set the stage for our message tonight. But so many times, uh, the road to get where we want to go is not really a desirable road to have to travel. I think of all the places in life that I've ever been, all the experiences of life I've been through, and i found that many times uh, to get there, I had to go through places and uh, a territory that I really would not have chosen if it had been my prerogative. But that is the way of life. We applaud anyone who rises from uh, the the uh, dregs of life or dr- rises out of the midst of unpromising beginnings and they rise to a level of high success. We, we applaud them. One of the greatest presidents that our country has ever known uh, was a man by the name of Abraham Lincoln. And if you trace his life, you will find it goes all the way back to a very poor and impoverished beginning. A log cabin And uh, very little means to get by. And then one day he uh, sits in the White House, occupies one of the most powerful seats in the world. And we applaud him. But God applauds anyone who is an overcomer. And being an overcomer doesn't mean that you're better or greater than anyone else. It simply means that you kept going When things were difficult and the trials were heavy, you did not allow that to deter you. You continued to persevere. There's a question that is asked in the book of Job by one of Job's so-called friends. And it's one of the wise questions that's asked, and it is a point to ponder. But he said in the 8th chapter, in the 11th verse, he said, can the rush grow up without the mire. The rush was a plant that grew by the Nile River. It was very reedy and uh, grew very much like the willows uh, that you would see along a watercourse in the United States. But it was the source of a very important product. It is the source of all of the paper that was utilized in that day. It, it was the papyrus or uh, paper that was used by monarchs and by pharaohs and by kings to communicate their important documents and their declarations and all of the wonderful things that it was able to accomplish and yet it began in the mire. It came out of The mud, I don't know how many of you have ever been around a boggy river bank, but I will tell you from experience that it is not always the most pleasant place to be. Uh, If you've ever stepped in mire, real mire, it stinks, it has an odor to it because of the decay of plants that have died, and yet out of that setting... Out of that ugly beginning came a very useful product that was uh, utilized in every sphere of life. And so it is with all of us. Many times uh, the desirable things in life that we look forward to and we think we want come from the most undesirable places. Who could have imagined uh, that uh, the the pain that you 're going through right now, or the difficulty of the challenge of life at this moment, would be able to produce something glorious and wonderful, and yet that is exactly what our scripture text is going to declare to us tonight to get to where we want to go oftentimes requires us to walk pathways that we least expect and certainly would not want to travel if we had the choice. I believe that Greater Life Church is sitting on the brink of a great opportunity of revival, but I also realize that we are poised on the brink of a dream come true. A beautiful new sanctuary awaits us when we return together to worship. New classrooms and a whole new uh, area for offices and a beautiful foyer and all of the the ingredients are going into it tile and nice carpet and beautiful pews and great colors and selections and all kinds of decorations that will make it even more appealing and enticing to be a part of and it's exciting to see the progress. Some, some of you that are isolated from the church at this moment don't get to see what I see on a daily basis, but they're slowly moving toward this completion date. And how we got here, though, is the unwanted story. When I consider what it took for us to be where we are tonight, when I realize that if it had not been for a flood in 2015 that displaced us from our property and and then we go through the recovery process and we're we're in the gym for a temporary season of worship and then finally we're able to occupy our sanctuary again and have only completed that restoration only a few months from the time that Harvey hit, and we are flooded again, and this time the devastation was even greater. And for eight to ten weeks, we had to be off property, and we had to relocate our daycare, had to relocate our Spanish church, and and all of the pain that went through uh, we, we went through during that time of tearing out and the heartbreak. I, I remember looking out one day and seeing all of the pews st- stacked up on the parking lot and carpet piled up. And I looked around at our church family that was working so diligently and I thought, oh God, what, what have we done to have to go through all of this again? And little did we realize at that moment what God was going to do with that moment if we had the right spirit and we had the right perspective. And was it uh, but just a a short time that the the vision of our new uh, building and our new facility and a new dream was born? and. We have rallied around that dream. And for one solid year, we prayed diligently, God, remember those services where we stretched our hands out toward those plans. And our prayer was not, God, give us what we want. But our prayer was, God, if this is your will, allow it to come to pass. If you have something better for us, then show us that something better. And now here we are very close to completion and it's going to be so exciting to come up to our church property and see the, the, the out, outside, the exterior finished and all of the colors that are going to go together. It's going to be a beautiful building but it has come to us by the way of pain and suffering Little did we realize in order to get to where God wanted to take us, we were going to have to journey down a road that was very painful and disappointing, heartbreaking. There were a lot of tears that were shed. There was a lot of questions that came through our thought processes. But if you had asked me, a few years ago, would you want to see that building out there? I would have said, Oh, yes, we would have all been in agreement. But if we had known then what we would have had to go through to get to where we are right now, we might not have chosen that path because it was not a very desirable path. If you had asked any one of us, If we had known the pain, if we had known the suffering, if we had known ahead of time the work and the frustration that we would have had to go through, would we have chosen that path and the fact of the matter is, for many people, they would have not chosen that path because it looked too difficult and it looked too challenging. Beginnings and circumstances of origin are not always ideal for us. And yet they can, by the grace of God, pretend a radical different end If we will keep God in the mixture. I want to take you to the book of Romans chapter 5. And I want you to begin with me in verse number 1. We're going to look down through verse 4. But the Lord began to speak to me the other day when I read this again. And how powerful the message is. Because Paul... Begins to uh, to speak to us here in the fifth chapter about the priceless advantages that flow from the glories of God's grace, and he begins with some of the most powerful spiritual principles uh, there are in Scripture: justification. That part of the work of grace is to justify us in the presence of the Lord. None of us are worthy to be there. Our sins would permit, would not permit that. And yet the grace of God has paved a way for you and I to enjoy justification just as if we had not done the sin in our life and there's a bridge that was made to our life by the grace of God that allowed us to move into the realm and the dimension of God's grace and his goodness and not only do we have justification but we have peace with God there is nothing that is more powerful that is more blessed than Peace with God, knowing that all is well. And that, again, is a blessing of the grace of God. And to know that we have access to him. That we can come any time to the throne of grace. We can come boldly, the writer of Hebrews says. Come boldly before the throne of grace. We have access to God. We have access to his power. When When we pray, when we worship... We are connecting our limitations and our world that is filled often with frustration and uh, unanswerable questions. We connect that with a world where there are answers and there is provision and his riches are great. Toward all of us. And that's where he begins. He begins with speaking about this priceless advantage. That the grace of God has brought into our lives. It has brought justification. It has brought peace. It has brought acceptance. And then he makes a statement in verse 3. But not only so. And here's where... The, the, the narrative gets interesting because Paul gives to us in very short order the genealogy of blessing, the genealogy of, uh, of hope. He gives us the birthplace of the richest blessings that we could ever experience in our life, and he traces it all back to a source To a beginning place. And it reads like this. Read it with me if you have your Bibles. Therefore being justified by faith. We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith. Into this grace wherein we stand. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so. But we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. Let's start at the beginning. We, we know what it produces because he has just mentioned that at the end of verse number three, hope, hope. That intoxicating word. One of the most beautiful words of scripture. And yet in order to get to hope. In order to get to that place that we desire. We are going to have to travel a road that we may not want to travel. He calls it the road of tribulation. We're going to have to travel The messy road of tribulation. And that is a terrible word. It's defined in scripture as pressure or afflictions or anguish or distress. It comes from the Greek root word which means to crowd or to press someone. The Latin word is tribulum. And it referred to a heavy piece of timber with spikes on the end of it that was used for threshing grain. It was drawn over the grain to separate the wheat from the chaff. Think about that experience for a moment. If you happen to be a grain of wheat and, and if you can let that grain of wheat have life, if you can let it be animated for a moment and you can converse with it for a moment as it's waiting there on the threshing floor and all of a sudden this blunt instrument, this long timber with spikes on it comes moving past it and cuts it and, 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 and marks it and moves over it back and forth. If you were to ask that grain of wheat at that moment, do you know what this is for? No doubt its response would be much like ours. I have no idea why I'm going through this. But the truth is that the thresher knows the purpose of this instrument. And it is used for one reason to knock off of that grain all of the unnecessary things so that when it is through, it is pure and it is whole. The grain in that process only loses what is not needed, the unnecessary, the superfluous. It loses the shaft, but it retains its purpose. We may lose some things in life in this present circumstance that we're in, but I am here to tell you that by the authority of the Word of God and according to the grace of God, we will not lose anything that is worthwhile. Amen. What a place to start. Trouble, problems, pressures, pain, who wants to start there? Certainly not any normal human being would think of starting with trouble to get to triumph. And yet where we began in this process of life is often at that very juncture it doesn't sound very inviting and yet if grace is working in my life and i have to believe that the grace of god is working in my behalf tonight, then God is able to take those things that happen to me, those pressures that come to me, the troubles that come to my life, and he can use them to make me what I need to be and what I ought to be. For so many people, pressures and distress and tribulation, they work anything but patience. (laughs) Oh, my. Brother uh, Dwayne was telling me about an incident that happened Sunday morning early. He had gone to one of the stores to get something and standing in line waiting for the store to open. uh, People were waiting just like he was. There was a line behind him. And there was some guy come barreling up from the parking lot with a buggy and tried to push his way over and through everybody just to get in the store. And Brother Duane tried to keep him from hurting an elderly gentleman that was on a cart. And the guy looked at him and said, get out of my way. Quit telling me what to do and went on through. We are not the most patient people right now. If you don't believe that, just, uh, just look around and even recognize sometimes in your own response to people that it, it, it is irritating what we're going through. It is, it is undesirable, and if anything is manifesting itself, it's often impatience, and it's often hostility and passions that are hot. And when this happens in my life, when I allow impatience to work rather than patience, then the fruit of my experience is lost. I'm going through the pain for no reason. I am going down this pathway and there will be no good result. Life sours into hopelessness when we allow our pain to make us irritable and impatient and we do not allow our tribulation to do what scripture said. Let it work patience. Amen. When a man can do that, there is nothing that can stop him. What can a man do with his troubles, with his pressures, with his adversities? He can let it conquer him. He can let it belittle him. He can let it silence him. Or he can allow it to enable him to grow. As a child of God, I will let it work, the patience that God desires it to work because I am on my way to a desirable place and if I have to walk this pathway, then so be it, but I am going to go through. Amen. The fruit of pressure is patience. Patience. Patience is simply the ability to endure and stand. So when I allow pressure to work in my life in the right way, it produces an endurance. It brings the ability to keep standing. And when I stand long enough... It produces experience, which is simply stating that I've been down the road, I've fought a few fights, I've been in some war, but I'm still standing and I'm still here and I have a testimony. And when we let experience finish out its work, then it produces hope. I said it while ago, this is one of those words that just brings music to the soul. I love the word hope. And I have hope in my heart tonight that this is not going to last forever. There's gonna be a time soon when we're gonna gather here If it's not here, we're going to be in our new building. If it's not in that new building, it's going to be in a new Jerusalem. Whichever God chooses, then that's his choice. But I'm telling you tonight that this is not the end of my life. My life is not going to be defined by some virus that is going around. By the way, folks, let me help you keep some of this in perspective. In the year from September until January of This year, over 19 million people in the United States had the the flu last year. Over 180,000 people just in the United States were hospitalized. Over 10,000 people died. And yet, when you look at the scope of what we're dealing with right now, it doesn't make sense. But this is what I've come to say to you whether it makes sense or not. I'm here to tell you tonight, we're going to get through it. We're going to overcome it. We're going to still be standing when it's all said and done. And we're going to do it because there's grace that's working in our heart. And there's grace that is alive in our spirit tonight. And it is going to help us keep standing until this battle is over. Amen. I love hope. Somebody said humans can live 40 days without food. They can live four days without water. They can live about eight minutes without air, but we can't live a second without hope. I read somewhere one of the things that they discovered while they were in the rescue operations of 9-11 and the Twin Towers. They brought in over a 100 rescue dogs from all over the world and the United States that were trained to trace out survivors. And they began to work through the rubble of that fallen mass of of buildings. And they would work for hours and hours and hours. But this is what they discovered. That as they went further into the, the endeavor that more and more the dogs begin to lapse into this uh this spirit of, 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 of moroseness and they notice that they were laying down and sad looks upon their face as if there was no hope And somebody realized that something was wrong. And so they decided that for ever so many hours that they were looking for survivors, that they would also take them out and they would play with them and they would do things to keep them occupied and exercise. And this was the conclusion that they came to. That the longer they went without finding a survivor, even a dog realized That you can't live without hope. And none of us can live without it. But I'm going to tell you how to get to hope. It's going to be through the pain that you're going through right now. It's going to be through the suffering that we're going through right now. It's going to be through the uncomfortable things we're having to endure. I can live through the disappointment and the frustrations of this moment. Because I cannot live without hope. And I am not going to give up until my hope comes fulfilled. You see, God is a divine alchemist. And he can draw gold out of the basis metals. Afflictions are weights. They press down on us. But those same weights that are pressing down on you if they are properly arranged with wheels and pulleys, they can lift that weight rather than allow that weight to press down upon you. You see, God's grace has the ability to make the heaviest trials of our life, use them to lift us up to a higher place. And so I come tonight to encourage you. Don't get frustrated. Don't get weary in well-doing, just keep hanging on, keep believing, keep worshiping, keep trusting God, keep looking for God because God is going to show himself strong in behalf of his people. And so I want to close tonight with a few encouragements. Number one, when I read my text, it encourages me to not be discouraged by my present circumstances. I know that's a challenge for all of us because every day all of the new restrictions seem to cause life to close in even more upon us. But listen to me, don't get trapped in the moment. Don't get locked into a temporary situation. Whatever the moment may be, whatever the circumstances may be, whatever the pressure may be, whatever uncomfortable road we're having to travel down tonight, whether it is this situation or it something else that you're dealing with in your life or family, unemployment or whatever. Please don't get lost in this moment. Amen. This text encourages me to not get lost in my present circumstances. The second thing, don't limit my life to what I see at this moment. Don't make permanent decisions based on on temporary circumstances. I don't want to put in concrete something in this moment that is going to pass. I don't want to etch in stone things in this season of life as if it will be forever that way. You can see the hand of God at work if you will only look for it. You can see trouble Or you can see the hand of God, his leading, his training. You may see a picture of a prison, but God sees a picture of a pathway. A pathway that's going to lead you to a better place. And lastly, but not least, don't get lost in what you're having to live through at this moment. Amen. As as undesirable as it may be, keep going. Keep your focus on what's going to happen, what it's going to produce. It is going to produce something good. God has always done that for his children. Joseph said of those who meant evil toward his life, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God can take whatever circumstances and he can work them for our good. And I am having to trust the Lord right now because I am, I'm like you. There's so much about this that is overwhelming to our carnal and our fleshly mind. But God is still on the throne and God is still in control. He didn't bring me this far for me to fail at this time. And so I have to believe that God has a purpose for my life. And if I will just stay on the path, if I'll just continue in the journey, that he's going to take me to a better place. He's going to take our church to a better place. Don't get lost in the circumstances that you're living through right now. As undesirable as it may be, keep your focus on what it's going to produce. We're going to celebrate the resurrection in a few days. Believe it or not, Easter's just around the corner. And I don't know what church we're going to be able to have. We're going to celebrate it the best we can. It may be the most unusual Easter Sunday we've ever had or we've ever known. But I'm here to tell you we're going to celebrate the resurrection. But I, I, I often have to remind myself, as wonderful as the resurrection is and was we often fail to fully consider what it took to get to that place. It took cross-bearing. Amen. Cross-bearing. And if you follow the path of my thought tonight, you will understand that cross-bearing, when done properly, results in crown-wearing. Pentecost only comes when there's been a death. We don't want to die. We don't want to have to go through death situation. We don't like the pain. And yet the fact is tonight, the reason we celebrate a resurrection is because there was also a crucifixion. We only celebrate Easter because there was a good Friday that wasn't so good. It was painful. It hurt there was loss of blood and, and 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 the the suffering was immense and yet he stood the test he held on he kept going and now we enjoy the resurrected life new life is so wonderful it's so exciting but it only comes At the price of the death of an old life. Maybe that's what God's trying to do for some of us tonight. To help an old life die. Some of us have become so dependent on material things and things of this world. That we've lost sight of him and his purpose in our life. And maybe, maybe if those things are removed from the equation for a season we can really begin to see things in their proper perspective and realize that a man's life consists not in the things that he possesses. Amen. I want something more than a house and a car and a job. I want grace that can keep me in all kind of trouble in every season of life. So if I have to go through some trouble to get to the blessing, so be it. If I have to go through the trouble to get to where God's wanting to take me, then so be it. We are going to get to a better place. And I want to tell you that tonight as a church. We are going to get to a better place. But we may have to go through some undesirable places before we get there. Don't give up. And don't get tired and weary. I preached to you Sunday morning about the Valley of Baca. Remember. Remember. It was a valley of weeping. It will be worth the trip. If we'll just keep going. It will be worth the journey. The end results will be worth everything. Just hang on. Don't despair. I read somewhere the other day. That a fog that is capable of covering seven city blocks to a hundred feet in height. If it was reduced down To a glass, it would only be one glass full of water. And yet that one glass of water is broken up into billions of particles. And it encompasses seven city blocks. And makes the person in the middle of the fog feel like... This is too, too much. This is overwhelming. And yet the reality is if you reduce it all down, it's nothing more than a glass full of water. We need to keep things in perspective tonight, church. We need to remember that God is still on the throne and no matter what Washington says, no matter what the world declares, God still rules tonight and he has not abdicated his throne. There's a better day coming. Hallelujah. I rejoice tonight because I know there is a better day coming. How do I know that? Have I gotten inside information? Yes, I have. I read the back of the book and we win. Amen. And so I leave you tonight with these words. Don't don't get lost in your present circumstance. Amen. The tree of blessing often has its roots in undesirable places. And yet, if we will just hang on and persevere, God's going to get us through. I'm excited about where we're going, and I'm thankful that you're with me on that journey. I love you, and I'm going to pray for you right now. So if you're with your family, I want you to join hands with your family. If not, I want you just to stretch out your hands toward whatever means of of viewing you have, an iPad, a, a screen of some kind, and I want us to pray together. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come tonight before you in behalf of your people. These are not my people, Lord. They're your people. They're called by your name. They're covered by your blood. They are redeemed by your sacrifice. And Lord, tonight, we may be separated by time and space, but we are not separated from your spirit. And even this moment, right now, you are able to to bring your presence right down into their living room, into their home, wherever they may be, so that they can sense your nearness. Help them, Lord, to understand the wonders of your grace. And that if we will just hang on, your grace is going to produce a desirable outcome. When we come through it all, we're going to be able to shout and dance as Israel did when they came out of the other side of the Red Sea. And they looked back and they saw all of their enemies had been drowned in the midst of the ocean. And yet here they were, standing on dry ground, redeemed, rescued. God, you're going to keep us. There's going to be a day when we're going to shout these aisles, and we're going to rejoice, Lord, again together. But until that moment, keep us, I pray, in your love, and let your grace cover us. We ask it all in the wonderful, lovely name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you tonight. I certainly love all of you and I pray that you will find in the word of God a strength and a blessing for your day and for your family. Remember uh, all of the the church family and pray for everyone. So thankful for all of your faithful giving. I've been overwhelmed that even in this season of trouble, You have been so faithful. Uh, Remember the Lord. Remember he is faithful. He's going to keep us. And in order to get to hope, you may have to go through some trouble. In order to get to a good end and to a blessed future, we may have to go down a pathway of pain. But let's go ahead and make up our mind. We're going to take the journey and we're going to do it by the grace of God. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you next time.